0: Hey, welcome back to Relentless positivity. I'm your host Joe Martin. Hey, we got an exciting one today. So you may have heard of Pickleball. You may have seen it around, but do you know much about it? Well, we have an expert for you today. Dr. Lynn is gonna come in here and tell us all about pickleball. Thank you so much for coming
1: on, Lynn. It is so great to be here and I have to admit, Joe, I love your energy.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just had some coffee not too long, if you can't tell. So, <laughs> so you you describe yourself as a pickleball fanatic. So I, that's what I want to hear about that. So how did you discover the sport of pickleball?
1: I moved to Connecticut from Texas almost four years ago, and I was I had lived in Texas and California. So I moved to Connecticut, and I'm thinking, what the heck am I going to do during the winter inside? They don't have very good mountains for skiing there, I would say, you know, growing up in California. So I just looked at the local recreation center and I saw that they had something called pickleball. And honestly, I had never, ever heard of the game, but it was a sport. And I, you know, looked it up on YouTube. It's played with a paddle. There's a ball involved. I had played racquetball. So I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I, I might really like that. So I went ahead and just showed up at the gym to see what it was all about. And as soon as I kind of stuck my head in the gym, somebody said, hey, do you want to play? And I'm like, oh, I don't have a paddle. And they're like, oh, that's okay. Then they pull one out of their bag and they drag me onto the court. I play literally for five, 10 minutes and I was hooked. I immediately went to Dick's Sporting Goods and bought a paddle so I could continue to play
0: awesome yeah it's, it's nothing like when you someone invites you in to do something because you
1: know people aren't always
0: like that in some sports so that's that's great that that's kind of that's what I've heard about the vibe of pickleball it's a very friendly and inviting vibe that's what I like what I've heard about it so uh, let's let's go back to the beginning so uh, how did it why is it called pickleball
1: you know there's two stories that circulate within the pickleball world in terms of how the sport got its funny name and the preferred version is that you know, in terms of the history of the game, there was a couple families that got together over one holiday weekend. And this is like back in the mid-60s. So it's really a long time ago. And uh, apparently they got together and uh, ended up inventing the game because they were going to play badminton, but they couldn't find the shuttlecock that they needed to use for the game. So they ended up uh, inventing pickleball. But apparently one of the family's dogs love to chase the ball, which is actually a very similar to a wiffle ball, it's a plastic ball, the dog would chase the ball, pick it up and run away with it. And of course, the dog's name was pickles.
0: There you go. (laughs) So what's the other story? So that's one of them. How's it how's the other story?
1: Well, the other story is really not as fun. But one of the uh, ladies who uh, was involved in the creation of the sport, apparently she had been a rower. And in rowing, you've got kind of all the all the best rowers in that first boat, and then the rowers who were not quite as good ended up just kind of a mishmash of people, and that's called the pickle boat. So that's kind of the other origin story for the sport of pickleball.
0: And you know, you mentioned the word pickles earlier. So um, I've heard a, a, a rumor. What is your nickname, by the way?
1: This is so ironic. My childhood nickname was Pickles because my favorite book as a child was Pickles the Cat. Actually, it was Pickles the Fire Cat. And my uncle was a fireman. So that was always my nickname growing up. I could never imagine that, you know, 50 years later, I'd be playing a sport called pickleball.
0: It's just meant to be, right? It's just predestined to be a pickleball champion, right? So, yeah. um, so let's talk about a little bit. So it's it's the fastest growing sport in the United States. Um, why is that? We mentioned a little bit about the friendly environment. What, what else makes it such a popular sport?
1: One of the other things that really makes it a popular sport is it's very, very easy on your body. And it's also very easy to learn. So if we take the first aspect You know, if you're somebody who is older, 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, it's not hard on your body. That's because the paddle's light and the ball is very light and the court is smaller. It's about half the size of a tennis court. So just, you know, being able to physically be able to do that regardless of your age, or if you've had knee problems or back problems, which, you know, many younger people do too, you know, that certainly is one of the the main reasons I think it's so attractive.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like I said, I I live here in Huntsville, Alabama, and we've got, they've just started building beautiful facilities around here. We got indoor, we got outdoor, so it's been really growing around here as well, so that's cool. Um, How is the game played? So people, maybe they've heard of it, but how how does it play? You mentioned it's a little bit like tennis, a little bit like racquetball, kind of a mishmash of that as well. Explain us how it works.
1: It is. You know, the, the court is about half the size of a tennis court. It's actually a similar size to a racquetball court, Generally, I would say most people in pickleball play doubles. And I think the bigger reason for that is it is a very social game. So just having that group of four people just kind of creates that more social environment. So you can play singles, certainly. I would say probably 95% of the people who play uh, do play doubles. But uh, so you've got four people on the court and um, you can only um, score points when you serve. And probably the biggest thing that people will hear about with pickleball in terms of the rules is that you have to stay out of the kitchen. And there's really a caveat to that. The idea is you have to stay out of the kitchen when you hit the ball in the air, otherwise known as hitting a volley. And actually that that's a great rule for the game. And the reason that kind of came into being was it was an equalizer. So, you know, given that the family dynamic was you know when the game originated by the people who invented it wanted kids and adults to be able to play so they didn't want somebody who was tall to be able to have a big advantage at the net so the kitchen is kind of one of those things where it kind of equalizes the game now normally games are played to 11 points you just score one point at a time and you can only score points when you serve so a little bit different from like you know how you can score points even when you're not serving in tennis or, and they've got rally scoring and volleyball. So it is a little bit different. It's a little bit actually more like racquetball in terms of the scoring, with the games typically played to 11. Once in a while, you'll see games also played to 15.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what is the kitchen? Did I miss that? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the kitchen is really the area about seven feet from the net on both sides of the court. And uh, so that's the area where you can step into the kitchen, you know, past that, that line that's there, if it's seven feet, or sorry, if the ball bounces. However, if you decide to move up close to the net, so you're within the kitchen within seven feet of the net, and you take the ball out of the air and volley it, that you cannot do.
0: Okay, so you can't just sit there and smash it at the, at the net like a tall person on a kid. That I, I makes sense. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So uh, let, let's talk about what is your sports background?
1: I have uh, really a, a varied background. You know, from the time I was, I was very young, I was involved in sports, played, grew up in Southern California, played a lot of volleyball, indoor and outdoor. I did play actually a year of basketball and volleyball in, in college. After that, I got into playing racquetball, which I did for quite a few years, played a fairly high amateur level. And, uh, you know, just recently here, I I picked up pickleball and what happened when I was, I was probably about seven, eight years ago, I tore my ACL. So I I tore a, a major ligament in my knee and a lot of people will go through for that injury and get surgery. And it's a a year long recovery, it's it's a major surgery, major recovery. And so I chose not to go that surgical route and I just kind of rehabbed on my own, but I didn't play any uh, sports for probably about five years. And that's because I didn't feel that my knee could handle it. And when I saw pickleball, I'm like, well, the court's smaller, I don't have to move as much and it doesn't look like it's going to be as hard on my knee. So amazingly, I really am able to play the game without issue. So that, that's a, another really appealing factor. And, and don't get me wrong, because pickleball, you know, I say I don't have to move a lot. But the reality is that when you play more advanced players, the game is very competitive. It's very fast moving. There's now professionals in the sport who are extremely, they're young, they're athletic. It's the game can be as competitive as you want it to be. And believe me, you will get a great workout. I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to on the Pickleball Fire podcast who by playing pickleball have lost 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds.
0: Yeah, it's very addicting. The people I know that they get into it, they love it. And it's super addicting. And anybody, any way you can get up and move your body, I'm all for it. So I'm trying to encourage more people to go try it out. So let's say I, I want to get started tomorrow. What, what do I do? What do I, you said you went to Dick's Sporting Goods. What would I do? Do I need equipment? Is there going to be equipment there most of the time? How does it work?
1: I would say that if you go to a beginning level clinic, a lot of times they will have equipment. You know, you can play this at a, at a park, you can play it at the YMCA. A lot of YMCAs now have pickleball and places like that will usually have paddles. But if you do go to a park, you probably will need your own paddle. And to get started, you can go to, you know, something like Big Sporting Good, you can go to Amazon and for $50, you can buy a couple paddles and, and some balls. And then you don't need a net because normally any place you play, they will have nets available. But that was one of the thing that was sold out very quickly during the pandemic was pickleball net, nets when we were all really locked down and people would buy them. You could buy a 10 foot or a, or a regulation size net, put it in your driveway. If you lived on a street with a cul-de-sac, you could put it there and, you know, you and your family could easily have a game of pickleball. So nets run 50 to $100 on average.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cheap start off hundred bucks. I can get going. Right. So I'm right mm-hmm. in there. So, yeah. Um, so you talked about it earlier, but how does how this bring in generations together? So it's not very many sports or activities really do that. So how, how is that bring you know, the older and the younger folks together?
1: That's a great question. And I think that's what really does make the game so great is that you can have fun at any age. And one thing that happens in, in pickleball is, you know, even if you're a, a brand new beginner on the court, The players who know how to play the game will bring you onto the court, have you play with them, you know, even if they're advanced players. But I think the game is so easy for anybody. That's why you kind of have that intergenerational aspect to the game. But what's even more interesting is that if you've got a very good amateur player, maybe a, a tournament level player, you know, high amateur, and they're in their 70s they can actually actually play with those 18 and 20-year-olds. And the game is still very competitive. And the big reason for that is so much, you know, in a sport like tennis or racquetball, it's all about power. Pickleball, you can hit the ball hard, but it's actually a game of finesse.
0: Okay. So yeah.
1: again, that equalizes things. So, you know, you don't have to be young, strong and, and powerful. Really, you know, if you've got some great experience as a 70-year-old, and you're, you're playing the 20-year-olds. And even though you're in exactly the same division, you know, they all compete together.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I know people have that competitive spirit. Sometimes their body is holding them back. So um, what about someone who's got, like yourself, who had some past injuries or is worried about getting hurt? What's some ways they can avoid injury with pickleball?
1: Well, certainly stretching and warming up. Two key critical ingredients. I always, you know, highly recommend doing both those things takes a little bit more time, but it's well worth it to avoid the interest injuries. And then I think the other thing is, you know, to pretty much know your body. You know, I I know that even though I like to play very competitively and at a very high level, it definitely does put that strain on my knee. So I may choose not to play, you know, quite at that level. In fact, I don't play tournaments because of that, you know, I just don't believe I, I know enough about my knee and my body that I can go out and play pickleball for two hours. But when you go to a tournament, you're you might play for seven, eight hours in a day. Oof. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of pickleball right there. <laughs> so it, is. it um, is. So maybe there's some people listening right now who are already playing, but they're, they're trying to get a little bit better. How do, how do people pr- improve? What's some tips they can improve with?
1: You know, I think the key thing is really to make sure if you're coming from another sports background, like tennis or racquetball, to remember that there's a slow element to pickleball, and a fast element. So the fast element is more akin to a power game. But there's also that slow, slow element where accuracy and strategic shots are what you need. And, you know, the typical comparison between something like tennis, and pickleball is that tennis is really like playing checkers. Whereas pickleball is more like Playing chess because it's just so much more strategic. So, you know, if you've got good technique, I think the next key or the next tip is really to start to understand strategy, how to construct a point and move on from there. And, and honestly, there's some great teachers and instructors out there. Right now, the professional pickleball players, a lot of them teach on the side and they run clinics and camps. I highly advise checking some of those out. And uh, that's the, another great way to improve your game.
0: And, and some great ways to find some of these people is not only your website, but also your podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast.
1: Oh, right. The podcast, uh, I started just over uh, a year ago with the Pickleball Fire podcast. I put out two episodes a week and one of them is a professional or an instructor will come and talk about you know, the game and how to improve your game. And then on Thursdays, I usually do a show talking about something from the industry, or, you know, just something, you know, maybe there's a lot of people who recently have been writing books about pickleball, some fiction, some nonfiction. So I'll have them on just to, you know, kind of, you know, get a get a wide range of topics for for the podcast. But um, yeah, come on out to the pickleball fire podcast, you can definitely learn more about the game, especially on Mondays.
0: Absolutely. And, that, and that's pickle fire pickleballfire.com slash podcast and i'm going to link all that in show notes and they also check out your magazine so man, you went all in by the way did i read correctly that after one month you started the website
1: oh yeah that, that's true <laughs> i i had never done that before but i i knew as soon as i played the game i thought this is the most amazing sport in the world and and the people are great so yeah i started the website i started the podcast during the pandemic you know during the the worst of the lockdown. And then I realized with the podcast, I had so much content that I decided to put out a, a magazine because I also had a journalism background. So it's it's everything is just, you know, growing so incredibly from there. Actually, the International Federation of Pickleball, which is the organization that will bring the game to the Olympics, reached out to me. So now Pickleball Fire magazine is their official publication. Man. for their organization
0: you're you're like the go-to person for pickleball i mean when you were a kid and your nickname pickles it was just meant to be even back then right
1: i think so well
0: hey hey, you sold me I, i'm gonna go play now i've been i've been kind of thinking about it and going back and forth but i'm gonna go play i'm gonna update you after my first game too so uh for if for if anyone's listening right now if you could get them convince them with you know maybe one sentence what would you say to someone who's thinking about playing pickleball right now
1: you will you will not regret it
0: that's it <laughs> I'm excited to go play. So thank you so much. I love being around people who are fired up about what they do. And that's definitely you right there. Thank you for out there spreading getting more people moving, more people active. It's just helping people find that lifetime sport that some people don't have. So thank you so much for all you're doing out there.
1: Well, thank you, Joe. It was great to be on your podcast.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'll link all this in show notes. Go check that out. Go check out your local pickleball courts and let's all, let's all get started in 2022. Let's get this thing going. Hey, great to meet you and keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have these awesome sponsors. Go refinance your house to my friend, Dominic Garver. Here's what happened. I called him up, he checked out my info, and he told me I didn't need to change a thing. No trying to sell me on a bunch of other stuff I didn't need. Just, hey, just ran my number and told me you didn't need anything. So let him just run your numbers. He will do everything he can to save you years and money off of your mortgage. You can give him a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. And then Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He's a guy, he's a, he's a native Huntsvilleian just like myself. He's a licensed real estate professional since 2004. He's you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. And, and this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments. You know, prayer, hard work, ethic, honesty, and results are the foundations of what he's been built on. You know, you can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs, and they'll be honored to be your turnkey agent for life. You know, I trust, trust Teak, and you should too. Give him a call at 256-694-0117 or email him at teak at patnickco.com. All that's in the show notes. You can look up it. Hey, is your child struggling with math? You know, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You will see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. Go to their website, mathnasium.com MadisonAL, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. That website again, mathnasium.com MadisonAL. And let's talk a paralab. You know, you can grow your business with creative merch. You know, they got branded merch, promotional swag. You know, you can increase your visual awareness with signs, banners, decals. They can even do an online fundraiser for your school or nonprofit. Go check out everything they do. Go to their new website. They just did. It, it looks awesome. It's apparelab.ink, I-N-K. And you can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Either way, use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some awesome products. Hey, support these awesome businesses who support positivity. I really appreciate them, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.